Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever since the 2020 election, Maricopa County, Arizona, has been a hotbed for election denialism. Anybody who was involved in that corrupt, shady, shoddy election of 2020. Lock them up. These conspiracy theories have only intensified in the last few years. It will be your peril if you underestimate this movement again. Casting doubt on how the election results would pan out in this week's midterms. You guys are not going to be a steal elections because remember, the camera and people are going to be there watching. If the Democrats can't cheat, they can't win. These doubts have fueled real threats of violence. You people in this state think you're going to cover this up? This is bullshit. This, this woman should be strung up in the goddamn state capitol. That has led to concern about what might happen once the election results in Arizona are announced. Today on Vice News Reports, we're talking about why election denialism and violent threats have clouded this year's governor's race in Arizona. Now to the countdown to the midterm elections. Obama headlining a rally last night and saying the basic foundation of our democracy is at risk. The road to winning control of Congress goes through states like Arizona. When you're asking about, quote, swing counties, there's nothing like Maricopa. If elected, these individuals would be in power for the 2024 presidential election and could play key roles in certifying results in a state that could very well decide the presidency in any given election. I'm Stephanie Kariuki, filling in for Ariel. And I'm Liz Landers, chief political correspondent for Vice News. And this is Vice News Reports. Hi, Liz. It's the second time having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming back. Thanks for having me, especially during this midterm and election cycle. So the midterm elections just happened on Tuesday. We're recording this on Wednesday morning, and the candidates for the governor's race are Republican Carrie Lake and Democrat Katie Hobbs. But we don't know who's won yet. Where exactly are we in the race? We still don't have election results here in Arizona for the major races that we've been talking about. As of right now, the governor's race is really close. Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake are still neck and neck. That doesn't mean that anything is amiss or that anything is going wrong here. This is pretty much what we anticipated for the overall Arizona um, results across the state. And then in the Secretary of State race, we're seeing that the Democrat has a bit of a lead over Mark Fincham. And then in the Senate race, actually, the incumbent Senator Mark Kelly has uh, quite a lead over Blake Masters right now as well. All of this could change. 
and we are here and we're kind of buckling up for the next few days to still be getting some of these returns and results. I know your team has focused on Arizona for a while now. Could you say more about what you've been working on? We have been focused on Arizona for about the last year and a half because since January 6th, there have been a number of candidates who don't believe that Joe Biden won the 2020 election and have been fueling concerns that this midterm race could also somehow be rigged. So a lot of our reporting focus has been in Arizona. What's your name? Pete. Pete. Okay, Liz, nice to see you. This is Pat. Oh, Pete and Pat. Pat. (laughs) I love that. Nice Nice to meet you, sir. On my latest trip, I met these two guys, Pat and Pete, at a park in Phoenix while we were at a canvassing event for Carrie Lake. She's the Republican candidate for governor and a former news anchor. How do you see Arizona factoring into what could happen with the Senate, with with the governor's race here? What do you what do you think? I believe that um, Arizona is probably one of the most key states uh, in this election. Um, I truly believe that the 2020 election uh, was stolen. I believe that President Trump is our official, unofficial president. These two older men were at this event together. They were wearing MAGA hats. And they told us that they're from Chandler, Arizona, which is not that far from Phoenix. And it's sort of a retirement community there. If we lose this state to the Democrats, we're in trouble. This whole country's in trouble. I've been here since 1971 and um, originally from Illinois, but I wouldn't go back there for nothing. (laughs) And um, I love it here. But I think that Arizona is a key state that we can do a lot of influence because a lot of people are looking to us to see what we do to base it on what they're going to do. And one of the things that they said to me, which really struck me, is that election security is the thing that they're voting for. Let me ask, what is it about Carrie Lake that you all like? Tenacity, honesty, uh, being a Christian. Um, That's very important. I I think she's she's outspoken for what her beliefs are. What's your top voting issue? When you go into the ballot box, what's the top thing you're thinking about? It should be paper ballot only, no machines, no electronics, no nothing. But we're in trouble if we continue with electronic voting. The idea that ballot counting infrastructure has been hacked is something that we've been hearing since even before the election in 2020. But there's no evidence to support that this has happened in Arizona. So it sounds like for you, uh, like voting systems is your top issue. Oh, absolutely. Because that's how we, the 2020 election was stolen. That is my biggest issue is it's got to be same day voting. It should have um, photo ID and vote in person. Stand in line. That's, That's how you get your votes counted. Don't mail it in. All this stuff is boilerplate conservative talking points dating back really decades as part of an effort to get fewer people, especially Democratic voters, to vote. What's different now is that people like Pat and Pete are saying election integrity is their top priority, so much so that they're willing really to do anything to protect it. Do you think that some of that stuff could turn violent here in this state? Uh, well, we're uh, a state that you can carry a 
weapon. I feel that uh, there might be some violence because people in uh, Arizona are not going to put up with these people coming in and destroying property and setting fires and doing what they want to do, marching down and, and uh, hurting things. So they might fight back. Um, so can there be violence? You can't ever rule that out. There was violence in 1776. Seems like in Arizona, election denialism has become a major issue. This has been building in Arizona for basically two years now, since the 2020 election. We remember that the state was called for Joe Biden. The Fox News decision desk is calling Arizona for Joe Biden. That is a big get. And some people were really surprised and really angry about that. The ballots show up in the middle of the night when everybody's gone to sleep. And magically, oh, definitely, magically, they're enough to push him ahead of Trump. So a lot of the Stop the Steal efforts in 2020, right after the campaign, proliferated in Arizona. And then there was a recount and there was an audit. The state Senate started yet another ballot count this morning. Well, tonight, the Republican-led review of the 2020 election in Arizona is in, and it confirms President Biden's victory there by an even larger margin. That process, even though it was not done really correctly, took months and months to complete. They actually made a joke of our elections, and I'm really pissed off about it. And I'm going to do something about it. One of the big things that Carrie Lake has been running on since day one is she has been a widespread promoter of the idea that Trump actually won the 2020 race. The truth is that Joe Biden did not win with 81 million votes. And if, and if you believe he did, then you are the conspiracy theorist. She has been asked whether she will accept the election results for her own race. And she's either been non-committal about that, or she said she will only accept what she calls free and fair results. And I would say that Lake is probably the person who's going to define what free and fair means. Will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. And has her opponent, Katie Hobbs, said that she will accept the results? Katie Hobbs has said that she will accept the results. She told me absolutely. But I did want to ask her more about this when I was in Arizona a few weeks ago because she is the current Secretary of State and she is also the Democratic candidate, which means that she's on the ballot and she is responsible for overseeing this year's election. We went uh, to downtown Phoenix for the 2022 Pride Parade which is the heart of Maricopa County. It's the most populous county in the state. It's something like 60% of voters in the state of Arizona are voting in Maricopa County. There were lots of families, kids, all different kinds of folks out at this. And while we were there, we saw Katie Hobbs. Did you catch that up <laughs> She was being driven past in a convertible and she's, you know, kind of waving to the crowd. Afterwards, we were able to pull her aside. How confident are you about the way that the election's gonna be administered here in Maricopa County and across Arizona? I know that our elections are fair and secure and accurate, just like they were in 2020, and we've been working 
every day to make sure that we are administering them and that the vote count will be accurate. And yet Katie knows that her opponent is running on the belief that she isn't able to conduct a fair and accurate election. And that belief that her office and U.S. elections are corrupt is mobilizing people in a somewhat scary way. I see you have some security with you. I'm I'm wondering what the, the threat presence is for you right now. Are you getting threats as you campaign for governor here? Um, yeah, pretty much everywhere I go, there's uh, some risks. Did you think that that would be part of the job? No. I mean, obviously, when you are elected governor, there's a assigned state security detail. Okay. I did not anticipate it in this capacity, no. Katie also mentioned a new escalation in threats in the lead up to election day. There has been, um, since 2020, so many questions that have been brought up here. I'm wondering if you think that any of that is going to lead to potential violence on election day or afterwards and how you're trying to mitigate those kinds of threats right now. Yeah, so our office has been in constant contact with um, with the counties, with local law enforcement. So we're monitoring for this kind of activity. We've seen attempts to intimidate and harass voters with these quote-unquote tailgate parties at, at secure ballot drop boxes. And so we, we've got our eye on it. We're making sure that voters know what their rights are and that they can that they know that they're that they can participate free from harassment and intimidation. Katie Hobbs mentioned that law enforcement is monitoring activity at the ballot drop boxes. What exactly does that mean? Well, there's been reports of voter intimidation and harassment at a few ballot drop boxes around Arizona that have honestly become increasingly worrying. And this violent rhetoric, especially against elected officials, has led to questions around how to ensure safety leading up to the midterms. That's after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Liz, you said that Arizona has become a hotbed of violent rhetoric, especially toward election officials. Yes, election officials like Katie Hobbs have been dealing with these threats of violence pretty much since the 2020 election. You're nothing but fucking cheaters. Hopefully someone will put a bullet in your fucking head. Her team has been receiving these awful voicemails. Everybody in Arizona and the world knows Katie Hobbs' face. 
very well. You will never be able to walk down the street without everybody knowing who you are and hating you. You people in this state think you're going to cover this up? This is bullshit. This woman should be strung up in the goddamn state capitol. We have a second amendment. We're coming for you. We're taking this nation back, starting in Maricopa County. My colleague David Gilbert reported that Katie Hobbs had submitted yet another threat that she received to the FBI. He got a hold of the email, which said things like, quote, we will remove you from office. The person threatened to find her home and brought up the French Revolution as a point of comparison in there. Wow. And so now the intimidation appears to have pivoted to everyday voters. Yes. Leading up to November 8th, those threats that I mentioned against kind of the overall voting process have increased in new and bizarre ways. Tonight, an Arizona voter and his wife allegedly filmed and photographed as they tried to use a ballot drop box this week. My colleague David reported that the Justice Department was looking into incidences of voter intimidation at ballot drop boxes. And these are where people are able to drop off their ballots. Correct. And there are almost 200 of these ballot drop boxes around the state. It turns out that some of the candidates in Arizona running for office were encouraging people to be monitoring these ballot drop boxes. Please welcome Trump-endorsed candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, Mark Fincham including this guy, Mark Fincham. So he's running for Secretary of State, and he is a local elected official. When you steal something, that's not really a win. That's a fraud. He has ties to the Oath Keepers. He has appeared at a QAnon conference, and he has former President Trump's endorsement. This entire J6 crap was manufactured to create a narrative that there was an assault on the Capitol. I've met him, and he has told me in the past that he does not want people to even vote by mail anymore, even though he himself has voted by mail in the past. And a couple of weeks ago, he tweeted to his followers to, quote, watch all drop boxes, period. Save the republic. And then we started to see more cases of this voter intimidation being reported in the state. 2022's midterm elections, Arizona may be America's hotbed for election conspiracy theorists. Vigilantes have taken to voter intimidation in the great state of Arizona. In this case, an older couple in their 70s was trying to drop off their ballots in one of these drop boxes in Maricopa County when a car pulled up next to them and started taking pictures and sort of intimidating them. The complaint states, there's a group of people hanging out near the ballot drop box and the group watching took photographs of them and their license plate and then followed the man and his wife out of the parking lot. In this case, no one has been prosecuted for any wrongdoing, though some groups have been identified as being behind this vigilanteism. Just tonight, a federal judge has ruled in favor of the League of Women Voters. The organization tweeted tonight, quote, breaking news, voters in Arizona will not face intimidation at the drop box. That is a win for democracy. On November 2nd, a federal judge said this group has to stay at least 250 feet away from the drop boxes if they're carrying firearms. The judge also ordered that these groups essentially have to fact check their websites or social media. 
specifically correcting that dropping off multiple ballots is legal in some cases. Wow. So because of these conspiracies being peddled from candidates running for office, election workers and now everyday voters are dealing with intimidation and harassment. So how did Katie and election officials prepare for the midterms? Well, they were really trying hard to respond to these concerns and to try and make the election process as transparent as possible. So part of that is dealing with multiple lawsuits over a new desire for hand counting some of these election results. There have been pushes just in the last few weeks for some of these small rural counties where people say, oh, we only have several thousand people voting here. Well, several thousand ballots actually takes to accurately count them. It takes hours. And these machines are more reliable and they're more accurate. Humans get tired when they're looking at the same thing over and over and it's a repetitive um, sort of task. So even though they know machines are known to be better than hand counting, because of this perceived fraud, they have had to literally change the way that we might vote. I mean, as a politics reporter, how prevalent do these conspiracy theories feel now? They're incredibly prevalent. I am sad to report. And this is something that I saw some of this take root in 2015 into 2016. There's pretty good public polling around this that, you know, a quarter or a third of Republicans now believe that Joe Biden did not fairly win the election. Granted, you know, a third of Republicans is not a majority of Americans, but it's still a lot of people in this country who don't believe that the president who was sworn in and lives in the White House now is really the president of the United States. And, and I'm sorry to keep hearkening back to January 6th, but I really think that this country lost our right to say that that was a peaceful transition of power, the 2020 election. I think that that tipped off a, a real violence that we've seen in our politics. So as of this recording on Wednesday, have we seen any further intimidation or real violence in the last two days? The good news is no, we have not. And the election officials here in Maricopa County said that things went well yesterday. What I will say is that the Maricopa County election headquarters, which is where we were on election day, is a pretty heavily fortified compound. We had to have special press credentials to get in and out of uh, several fenced and sort of um, monitored areas around there. There was a drone. There were sheriff cars basically lining most of the fence line with sheriffs patrolling sort of this inside perimeter. There were cops on horseback on the outside. And um, there were even lookouts on the rooftops in the surrounding building. So it looked pretty heavily fortified. I did talk with the sheriff, um, Paul Penzone, about whether that was in response to any direct threats. He said, no, this is just the posture that he wanted to take after seeing what had happened in Arizona in 2020. We don't have the results of the midterm election yet, but 
knowing what we've seen in the last few months, weeks, and days, is this threat of intimidation and violence going anywhere anytime soon? I don't think so, no, because obviously it has been pushed by some of these people who are running for elected office, like we were talking about with the Secretary of State candidate, Mark Fincham. And I think that there's always going to be a group of people who are going to push the limits. I think that events of just the last few weeks have really shown that political violence has become normalized in this country. I'm thinking about the attack on the Speaker of the House's husband, Paul Pelosi. Violent attacks on politicians and their families has now just become part of politics in America. The FBI has said that they're looking into these threats of all kinds. The Justice Department has even started a task force in July 2021. I'm curious, has any of it actually helped? Should we expect more input from the federal government in future elections? We've been covering some of these Justice Department efforts, and that specific task force, I think, has only brought charges against a handful of people since July of 2021. All of those potential crimes. The threats have to be investigated. Some of that is protected by the First Amendment. You have to really prove that the life of the person was at risk. My overall assessment is that this is not charging very many people and that the DOJ is having to build a case. And the wheels of justice turn slow in this country. When I ask county officials, elected officials about that number, They're kind of like, yeah, this is taking a really long time. And in the meantime, I'm getting floods of nasty emails and voicemails, you know, on a weekly basis, some of these people on a daily basis. So you were in Maricopa County throughout the election day. What were some of the things that you saw coming up? We went in the morning to a conservative area that is a suburb of Phoenix, so still in Maricopa County. It's called Anthem, Arizona. And it was also one of the sites where there were issues with the tabulation machines. It was a technical issue. It was not some kind of external problem or hacking of the machines, people could still cast their ballots. It just took a bit longer. Maricopa County election officials tried to get ahead of that and they put out a video early in the morning. But there were already videos circulating around online. People, you know, saying, oh my gosh, the election um, is is already having problems here in Maricopa County. They're not going to count everybody's ballots. Um, So feeding kind of more, unfortunately, into the conspiracies that the elections are not conducted either fairly or well in Maricopa County. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me back.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Special thanks to Liz Landers, Sarah Svoboda, and David Gilbert. This episode was produced by Seth Brown and Julia Nutter. Vice News Reports is produced by Sophie Kazis and Adriana Tapia. Our senior producers are Jesse Alejandro Cottrell, Janice Yamoka, and Julia Nutter. Our supervising producer is Ashley Cleek. Our associate producers are Seth Brown, Sam Egan, and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producers are Adiza Egan and me, Stephanie Kariuki. For Vice Audio, Annie Aviles is our executive editor, and Janet Lee is our senior production manager. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasuka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. I'm Stephanie Kariuki, filling in for Ariel. Can, please rate and review the podcast. It really helps people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week. Hold up. 